0: Hey folks, this is part two of our apparently Lisa Curry residency on this podcast. She has an album coming out alive for a while and take a look and check that out because I don't want to hear about it. But if you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and listen to that because it will make this episode make more sense. The way we divided the episodes up is not in our normal format. We did the normal format, but we talked for so long that there was no real logical split. So you're just going to have to listen and keep listening. Part three will be next week. Oh hi! You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions, or the lucky few that got out, and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this, as I currently work—or I used to work—at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat go backwards um oh you wanted to tell a positive happy story and then my my recorder died because it only accepts negative stories so (laughs) (laughs) positive happy story lisa yeah sure interject we do have a dessert section at Um, the end but tell me a tell me a happy story now because we just talked a whole bunch about murder shockingly with lisa curry on a podcast
1: yeah this ties into uh being broke uh because I was desperately broke. The very first thing I did when I got to LA, I drive to Hollywood, I signed the lease. There is a free 311 concert at Jimmy Kimmel that night because Jimmy Kimmel does his. It, oh, I moved to LA in 2003. Jimmy Kimmel Live started in 2003. So, know. yeah. So it she started off with these free concerts. So my very first night in, in LA was going to this free outdoor concert. And I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, I'm. Never leaving here. I've never heard of this in my like the the most we would have in Cedar Lake, Indiana is like you mean Chicago? A shitty bluegrass band, <laughs> yeah, or like somebody doing terrible covers, you know. Aww. Um, and you would still have to pay for it. <laughs> so, but then like throughout my time in L.A., I, uh, when I, my first couple of years here, I was desperately poor, like putting a handful of change into my gas tank. Poor, going to the gas station, being like, I guess, um. Uh, 63 cents on two like that's
0: Lisa used to in the back of her car she had a a drop top white Mustang and she uh, if you caught her at the wrong day and wanted to go like drive somewhere with her you would have to be the driver because she would have filled from floor to ceiling including the trunk just empty water bottles and like detergent bottles and things because those were going to go to the recycle bin and or I'm sorry the recycling plant where you could get some extra money So she's not this this along with all the other lies that she's mentioned on this podcast.
1: That actually isn't a lie. The 63 cents into the gas tank is real. Go ahead. Yeah. And God bless my old boss, who, you know, who would also rather than give me a raise that I asked for gave um, you her recycling, her recycling Uh so Uh I could get two dollars. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. You fucking millionaire. Um, (laughs) Literal. Literal, literal, literal Mil- multimillionaire. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for two dollars that I have to continue to work for.
0: That um, I have to then go spend my gas to go fucking get. Yep. I can't. I can't. I can't. We're anyway, derailed. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> happy story. Happy story. Here we go. Tell us positive
1: things. So my my first couple years here, I was so broke. A hundred percent of my entertainment, my first couple years in L. A. Was Jimmy Kimmel Live. That's it Was awesome. their outdoor concerts? It was going to the show because I lived. I mean those first four months, I lived a block away from there. So it's like, I have nothing to do. I have nowhere to go. I can't afford to go see a movie. I can't afford even fucking rent a movie. Jesus. So I would go to Jimmy Kimmel Live. And like my roommate and I would dress up because then they put you in the front row. And it was a great time. And like, Jimmy also used to host the San Gennaro Festival. In, like, oh, I forgot festival. about that. Do they do that mm-hmm. anymore? I don't. No, I, was... I don't know if it doesn't exist anymore or if it's just not on my radar, but like they shut down that? Hollywood for that. That was really mm-hmm. fun. It was really Forgot fun. About that. Um, so shout out to Jimmy Kimmel Live for yeah. keeping me in L.A. And,
0: <laughs> and sane,
1: sane. That's a question. Well, um, yeah.
0: <clears throat> yes, remains to be seen. Uh, that is a lovely thing. So you would do so you yeah. would that was your entertainment was free. And that what a. what an yeah. interesting little window into comedy, too, that what an interesting sort of. Uh, foreshadowing if, if we were writing this as a screenplay. Oh, yeah.
1: It's, yeah, it's also funny because I never would have thought that seemed like the top of the mountain to me. Mm. And now a close friend of mine is on staff and I am acquaintances with a lot of the staff there. And it's uh, it feels surreal every time I talk to anyone from the show. I'm like, this like kept me alive.
0: <laughs> I just love um, it. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that'll be such a great, uh, what a great story. Anyway,
1: so It'll what be a great story when I'm doing panel on the show, yeah, eventually,
0: eventually <laughs> put it out there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just get us up to speed as far as, so you're, you take the improv classes, you're kind of getting a taste, but, but you're thinking, mm-hmm. well, no females do comedy or I'm, you know, there's already the chosen few, so I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So what, what plants the seed in your brain to get us to today where now you're touring the world with comedy? Where, what got us here?
1: I, there was a couple of people at second city that had done standup And they just seemed cooler than everyone else. They were just like, or like kind of hardened, like, yeah, I do stand up, you know. So, like, (laughs) I just improvise here, like, Wednesdays or whatever. And the rest of the time, I'm just, like, flying solo at the club. And I'm like, ooh, that seems, I like that vibe, you know. (laughs) And uh, so I decided to do it. I was like, I'm just going to try it. But I was terrified of it. so I'm like, well, I'm not gonna like do it. I'm just gonna try it just to say that I just just for the street cred. Like that's mm. what a hundred percent of why I was doing it. So another girl that was at Second City uh, had made a goal of doing stand-up before her birthday. So I was like, great, I'm gonna do it before my birthday. And there we go. And it just so happened that I got an audition to be part of some sketch group that I found on like LA casting or something like that. And they were like, for your audition, we'd like you to prepare a comedic monologue. And so me because I can't memorize anything, I said, "Well, instead of a comedic monologue, can I just do stand up?" And they were like, "Yeah, that's fine. If you do stand up." And I was like, "Yeah, of course I do." Um Live. so that audition <laughs>
0: was your first was time my doing stand up?
1: <laughs> first time doing stand
0: I didn't know that. I thought I saw you do your first time doing stand up. That's hilarious. Okay. So Oh, that's... no, it just
1: felt like it was my first time. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> god bless that greek
0: restaurant (laughs) where lisa stood on what was a makeshift stage which wasn't really a stage where they just moved some tables and performed Mm -hmm. for the five of us that came to support her
1: (laughs) i don't even that is that you just described a third of the gigs i've done i don't even (laughs) (laughs) okay so
0: so you do it you do it for that audition and were you did you say to yourself oh this is it
1: though this is the second i was on stage doing it i was like oh yeah, this is it forever.
0: Oh, I this, love that. Okay. It was
1: like, I don't know. I can't really describe the feeling. It was just like this. It's like when people tell you, you'll know when you have your first orgasm and then you're <laughs> orgasming, you're like, oh yeah, this is unmistakable. It was like, that. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Okay. So, you, so, so you, so you get a taste and then you get into the open mic circuit, you put, you're starting to put in work. And mm-hmm. you are one of the lucky few that got out of customer service and doesn't doesn't have to work in it anymore. So mm-hmm. what was the transition point uh, that that you were able to, because you had a couple of tastes where you thought, okay, I'm never going back to customer service. Here I go. And then had to, we will get yeah. into that later. But what mm-hmm. was the definitive moment where you were now I'm out? I'm not doing, I don't have to do this anymore.
1: Last fall, really, when I got Jim Jeffrey's show, because it was like, Enough money that it pulled me out of like I had had a couple near a couple of times where I like false starts into being out of restaurant work. And, you know, when when something big or exciting happens, you think that that's going to be enough to launch you into the next thing. And it could, that's something that could happen very quickly. But I think more often than not, it's just another building block towards the next thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, like we, I wrapped Jim Jeffrey's show last November. I still haven't been full-time on a staff since then. And this is August granted coronavirus shut down a ton of production. And there's a lot of stuff that just isn't happening. And there's like two jobs right now, but if, if that was a non-union show and I I hadn't been making union money and I hadn't been making residuals, I would not be afloat right now. Mm. It's a hundred percent because, because it was a WGA job, which thank God for the WGA. Um, I'm pro
0: union too, for these reasons. Right, right there.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's like, it's, uh, it's kept me afloat this whole time. And granted I've had like little gigs here and there since then. So it's not like I've had zero income outside of that. Um, but that that pay is so substantial that it was able to keep me out of restaurant work.
0: I just want to touch on that really quickly. This isn't this isn't a podcast about the industry, but sort of inevitably when I have industry guests on, we sort of get a deeper dive into it. Mm-hmm. I do want to clarify, because I think for a lot of the audience, it it feels exorbitant, to, And we're not going to talk actual numbers, but I think for a lot of people, it feels like oh okay cool yeah entertainment yeah you're making all of this money that you haven't earned but I hope the listeners remember what Lisa talked about in the beginning part of her story which was the 63 cents out of the cup holder to pay for gas that is all the time effort and energy that is putting in work to get to the finish not finish line but to sort of get to the -hmm. the prom queen status of now I'm paid to write for television money that is you know, exorbitant in other parts of the the country, definitely in other parts of the world, but that the lean times are mm-hmm. so long and they're so desperately sad, to be quite frank, mm-hmm. that once you finally get that payday, especially after multiple false starts, that feel like, oh finally I can quit this job. I can tell every customer to eat my mm-hmm. entire butt. And then, nope, just kidding, you gotta swallow it. And and I've said it on this podcast a hundred times. It's worse to get a little taste and then to have to go back and eat mm-hmm. shit and go back to that job you hate and deal with customers that want to shit all over you or management that does or a schedule that does or whatever. It's worse. You would almost rather just have feast or famine because the middle ground can can kick it can make people leave the business altogether.
1: Yeah, because it feels abusive. Yes. When you're like, I've written jokes that people said on television and I was paid well for them. I had three TV writing jobs before Jim Jeffrey show all non-union, all short-term jobs. So Mm -hmm. they were just like a nice little bonus of money, but not, not
0: not even all that much though. Not enough to live.
1: Yeah. Not enough to live, uh, not enough to get out of debt, not, you know, and you accrue so much fucking debt trying, trying to to get there. Yes. Get there. And it's, you also have to keep in mind, like when you're working a restaurant job and pursuing something else, you have two full-time jobs Two, And one of them pays you zero.
0: Yep. And you're That's just put. Just, it, it's labor or love, labor, or love, mm-hmm. labor or love, labor love, mm-hmm. labor love. That take that consumes, yeah. especially if you work as a comic, a large portion of the hours when other people are sleeping and refueling, you mm-hmm. don't have the luxury to even get time to refuel with your sleep. So yeah. you're going crazy because you're also not sleeping. You're poor and not eating well and not sleeping. I'm not. I know where well, I'm. And oh
1: yeah, and a lot of the entertainment industry too, especially with social media, they expect you to be a jack of all trades. Yes. So it's like you're getting off of your shift and you run home and you eat lunch really quick. And then you have to update your resume and figure mm-hmm. out your website. Cause you can't pay somebody to do your website. So you have to fucking figure out how to build a website and do that on your own. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to send out e- booking emails and then you have a show. So you have to run to your show and they have to come home and cook a healthy meal. Cause God forbid you eat fucking bread for a day. And <laughs> you know, you have to, then you have to get up at the crack of dawn the next morning to work out because mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to sell yourself your physical body and, then, mm-hmm. and then you're, and you're doing this seven days a week. And then yes, seven days
0: you, a week, not five, seven,
1: not five, seven days a week. And then you're also picking up babysitting gigs and yep. whatever else like,
0: and house sitting and dog walking. Before. Yep. Any of the small shit
1: to you pick mm. up anything you possibly fucking can. You sell your blood, you sell your plasma, whatever it Packs. is. I've I multiple friends who've sold their eggs because yep. that's a, it's a little bit bigger paycheck. Yep you do all this and then, and you feel, you feel like you just cannot possibly keep going. And then you meet a, like an agent or a manager that's like, well, why don't you have a new pilot? And it's like, why don't I have a new pilot? <laughs> why don't I have it? I haven't had time to make a sandwich. Are you fucking joking? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it, <laughs> like not, they expect you to have everything. And then they're like, you don't know how to use iMovie. And I'm like, Huh? I haven't watched a movie in two years. I
0: don't have time. I don't. What are you talking oh, about? You should be spending your, your free time watching t- television, so that when you get the audition, you know the the tone of the show. If I have
1: ten extra minutes, I'm gonna sleep. I don't. I don't I, care. Let me tell you? I have written for t- four television shows. Do you know what I watched this week? There's a movie on Amazon that's it's called Drive In Ads. <laughs> I saw okay, your so post. I love this so much. Go ahead. I just watched back to back commercials from the 1960s. That's <laughs> what I watched, and I write for tell People are like, "What do you mean you don't watch TV? You haven't seen every episode of The Wire." I wouldn't <laughs> recognize a still shot from The Wire. Do you understand? I've never seen <laughs> Queer Eye. I watched the Mary Tyler Moore Show this week because by the time I have a fucking a second you want to, to sit down out. and watch three minutes of tv my brain is done, done. i don't want to be emotionally invested in something i already know i like mary tyler more i'm gonna turn her on and watch that and feel <laughs> joy for five fucking minutes before i have to give myself a manicure do you understand <laughs> <laughs> where i'm at
0: oh my gosh it's so real okay well thanks folks for listening to the apps portion i told y'all this was going to be a 17 parter episode so we just i really wanted to get into the nitty-gritty because i've known lisa for a long time and you know it's nice to see her have some success so well we hope you enjoyed your apps because that was just apps folks and we know this is a three-part podcast so we're going to go to the entrees after a quick break We're back. Thank you, folks, for listening. Lisa's laughing, as most guests do when I do the We're Back. And now we are on to the entrees. Oh, we've gotten there, folks. And it's the super speedy speed round of questions. So feel free to tell stories during this time, Uh but I ask sort of the same questions in every episode. But for you, I added a couple because I want to force you to tell stories. So, what was your first job ever, ever, ever? Doesn't have to be customer service, but the very first job you worked?
1: Uh, ever, ever, ever was cleaning my parents' bar. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was, and How I desperately wanted to be a bartender when I was a kid. And so my mom let me one day and she got me a tiny custom shirt, uh, with like the bar logo on it when I was like five I'll and i I'll die behind the bar and tried to, I have pictures somewhere I have, and I have this teeny tiny shirt that said Melody Hill Tavern and, uh, I couldn't reach the taps and it was like this biker bar. And so I was like, okay, pop only. Cause it's Indiana and we say pop, pop. Uh, cause mm-hmm. we are uneducated. And so I'm like, pop only because I can't reach the thing and all I can reach is the soda gun. And so these guys like started giving me a hard time and I started crying and I left. And that's uh, pretty much how I left my last restaurant job too.
0: (laughs) Bikers shaming you for something that's beyond your scope of skill set and you just cry. Cool. Um, How many customer service jobs have you had? And feel free to take your time counting these because I would count that that's customer service. So at five was your first job. So you don't have to say your age, but you you have a couple. Uh, My first
1: job where someone hired me, yeah, for customer service for a company, and I got a and I got a paycheck. Was I I was a busser at a um, country club.
0: Okay, that's one.
1: This is how obsessed, by the way, with like making any amount of money I can, I, I am, I would, we were allowed to clock in up to five minutes early. So I would get there five minutes early every day. So I could get five extra minutes uh, of pay. By God, the way, pay was like, like two fifty an hour. Okay. So I was like, I was like, it's an extra penny or whatever. Yep. And I was yep. like, so obsessed with getting it. Cause I'm like, <sighs> it all adds up. God. Um, Oh, that hustle. I so identify with that hustle. (laughs) It's exhausting. Now I'm like, if somebody offers me $200 for something, I'm like, no, for $200 I'll post something on Twitter. That's what (laughs) I will do for $200. Um, (laughs)
0: <laughs> that requires zero effort uh, it's because yeah. people have no idea how much time creative stuff actually takes and what anyway that's a separate exactly. issue uh, okay so that's one so that job one okay
1: uh from there i started working at a restaurant that also became a nightclub and that was like my main job oh were you um were you selling roses there or what were you doing there i feel like oh, i whoop. oh oh did uh, I reveal? That's where- well, I started as a host oh, okay, and then a busser. Oh, okay. And then after I worked there for a while, they started doing a nightclub there on the weekends. So,
0: um, we're at three so far. So host busser. Well, we, we got the golf club host busser.
1: Okay. And then what was there? A fourth um, Fourth job well, at that same club? Two things. One, uh, when they started the nightclub, it was like winter time. And I'm like, you guys should have a coat check. And they were like, great idea. Like they ha- adults running a nightclub hadn't thought of coat check in Northwest mm-hmm. Indiana. Sure. I a child did, and they were like, "You can since you came up with it, you can run it." Which is but nice. You can't. They're like, "But you can't be on the clock because it's it's against labor laws." Because I was only seventeen or sixteen Jeez. at the time. Oh,
0: and you couldn't work at a club because <clears throat> you weren't eighteen
1: yet. I couldn't work at a nightclub. I couldn't work past I think like ten o'clock at night or something like that according to Indiana labor laws. So they're like, well, you can, but you have to be off the clock and just work for tips. So I'm like, okay, no problem. Like I get to hang out at a nightclub. Are you joking? Done. And I get to wear like a half shirt and sparkly <laughs> pants. Like I dressed psychotically I, believe um, I was a super trampy looking virgin teen and so <laughs> which I is an
0: aesthetic you're really rocking now as well mm-hmm. just to be clear okay go ahead I, st-
1: I start this coat check which the club decides is a free coat check and they're like yeah free coat check and there's just a tip jar uh, my first week I make $30 Ew. immediately I'm like fuck that yeah I'm not staying here for $30 all night like it's I wouldn't I even say that for a hundred fuck that. that yeah no mm-hmm. so the following week I started charging everyone. Uh, and it was a free co-check and I charged everyone I- and I recommend this to everyone. This is my favorite grift. Uh, <laughs> Me too. No, this isn't my favorite grift. I have another favorite grift. Well, This um, is my
0: favorite of the uh, ones I know of yours. Keep going.
1: Uh, oh, you don't do you? Uh, I'll talk. We'll get there. So there, so I would <laughs> tell everyone it's a dollar, but I knew I was, I knew that like the owners were there. Also I was babysitting for the owner at the time. So I knew who like their friends and family were. So I wouldn't charge their friends and family, but I had the tip jar out And I would say a dollar. And then when people would try to hand it to me, I'd be like, oh no, just throw it in the jar. So anyone watching would just watch them tip me. They wouldn't, I would never touch the money. Genius, you hustler,
0: little hustler. Okay.
1: Yeah. So then I start making like $300 a night. Doing free coat check that I did for like three years. And I would have a friend fill in for me. And I told her who was like- Who to 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 charge and
0: who to not. Okay.
1: It was so fun because we were both, I mean, her family's also- Desperately poor, and like <sighs> her, her, her mom probably makes three hundred dollars in a week. So for her to pull in three hundred dollars in a night was
0: life changing, crazy.
1: Yeah, Uh, we made so much money there. So the owner of that place also owned uh, a catering company. So I also worked for that five at the same time okay. catering, and he also had an inn at a con- a different country club up the road from that place. So I worked at that country club.
0: Six. I'm going to throw in the babysitting um, you also mentioned. So we're at seven. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. And before that, I was like tutoring and lifeguarding and teaching swim lessons.
0: So tutoring, lifeguarding, teaching swim lessons were up to 10. That's 10. So
1: much. So those are my jobs in
0: Indiana. Those are just those are before California.
1: Yeah, those are all before I'm 18.
0: Okay, so that's Uh, 10.
1: I think those are those might not be all my jobs, but I think those are all. Oh, no, I also worked. I was a telemarketer for two days and then I quit.
0: Oh, that counts. Um, Eleven. Gross. Okay. So
1: there's that. Okay. I move out to LA, my very first job in LA is working for another aunt who owns she's a general contractor. So the aunt who I'm staying with who whose house is under construction, is mm-hmm. the construction's being run by my other aunt. So I'm also working on the house and Power sanding ceilings for eight dollars an hour. That's uh, reasonable. That's not child abuse. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is. Also, uh, taking
0: advantage of family, they couldn't hire out eight dollar an hour power sanders. They they would have to pay double
1: mm-hmm. that minimum.
0: Gross. Uh, okay. And
1: uh, and then she would like bark at me while I was doing any amount of work, and she'd be like, "You're not doing that right," and I'm like, "Ah." <laughs> oh boy. Okay. You're paying me eight dollars an hour under the table, so I don't even get. This doesn't even go into any, like, I'm not even going to tax re- return on this. Anyway. I'm
0: not going to count that towards customer service, but we're but still that job is horrible. We're still at 11 for customer service. Keep going.
1: We're 11 for customer service. Then I see an ad for an advertising job. Oh,
0: God, this job, this job, this job. Like, I can't, I this is also fake, Lisa. This is fake. Go ahead. Barf.
1: I, I get there. It is selling coupon books door to door.
0: Selling in coupon books door to door in bad neighborhoods. We're at twelve.
1: So this Ooh. is in uh, it. Not even like the nice entertainment coupon books you can get Mm-mm. for that you buy for fundraisers or whatever. No, this is for oil it, changes like, and bullshit. It's like, like, like a that? two-page thing for like oil changes and uh, pizzas. And so I learned to pitch all of these things in Spanish because they would send us into like. I'm not, i have not, not, not all neighborhoods, yes, neighborhoods are bad neighborhoods. No,
0: it, it just happened to be that this neighborhood had a predominantly Spanish speaking yes, because
1: yeah. we hold people back the way we do yeah. because of blah, 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 all the like, facts of the economy. It, and, it ends up being yeah. that a, a lot of migrant workers have to end up working, living in one shitty neighborhood because we don't allow them into our barriers anyway, because God forbid I, I, right. I, the, I, I, I'm just trying to say I get it. I didn't yeah. say that. There's an economic but, mm-hmm.
0: distinction. We understand that that exists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, here we go. So um, what
1: well, what was also fucked about that job was there was no hourly pay. So you'd <laughs> get cash. You'd get cash commission at the end of the day. God. So for anyone who hasn't had a cash everyday job, oh, it's once you start making cash, it's almost impossible to come out of that because yep. you're like, now I'm living day to day. Yep. I can't afford to wait two weeks for the paycheck period at a new job to, to kick it. I will, I will have defaulted on everything by then. Because you come so in I, with debt. You're not
0: coming in on a clean slate either. Mm-hmm. To do a cash job like that, you came in with problems.
1: Yeah, came in with problems. Oh, so So um, it was also, you had like a, an, a, a, quote, account. So if if somebody wrote you a check and it was a bad check, you paid for it. So they still get their coupon book. You did not tell the, me this. the That's... money gets extracted. One guy wrote me a bad check for like 10 coupon books or something. Uh, uh, I paid I paid for that myself. Oh,
0: that's so, that's so shitty. It's mm-hmm. so shitty.
1: And it was a pyramid scheme where they're like, oh, you're on a team and then you have to recruit other people to get on your team. Here's here's a couple of things that I didn't I didn't recognize at the beginning. One, th- we kept being told we were we were uh, independent contractors, so we weren't hourly. But we had to be there at 9 a.m. or we would be fucking reamed out. If we weren't there for 12, we had to be 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. or our hours Monday through Saturday, which
0: was why when the Van Nuys rapist murderer situation was happening, you were freaking out because this was the job you had at that time, right?
1: This was a job I had at that time. Oh, oh, also, I was working for a catering company in L.A. at that time.
0: OK, well, I'm going to add that to that. We haven't counted that yet. I'm going to put that as 13. But go ahead. So one so- of my
1: first one of my first gigs in L.A. was like working the Oscars. And I was so excited. And I yeah. told everyone from back home and no one believed me. They're like, no, you didn't.
0: Yeah, because we don't realize that those are such shitty Shit. jobs that's why they come and go so quickly okay okay so so you were wait go go to the selling coupons job though so you're selling coupons they're writing you bad checks how long do you stay in that rotation of cash day jobs I'm
1: there from like maybe january to march i'm desperate to get out of it but i can't because i'm cash dependent on cash every yeah. day and it's monday through saturday so how where when the fuck else are you gonna jobs on, sunday? on sunday you're not uh, so I'm one day I'm heading back to the office or like towards the office on my lunch break. And I see Starbucks is having a hiring fair. And so on my lunch break, I pull in, I fill out an application, I sit down, the manager comes over and she's like, hi. And I was like, I don't have much time. I'm, I'm on a lunch break. I'm on, I'm like, I'm trapped in a pyramid scheme. I'm like, please help me. I'm like, I can't get out of this. I'm making cash every day. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm working Monday through Saturday, 12 hours. Like, I'm like, I've, worked in restaurants. I'm like, I'll be the best employee you've ever had. And she was like, oh my God. Uh, yes, yes. I'll hire you. Like her. on the spot hires me. And she's like, this is fucking crazy. So then when I'm working at, at, then I get, I get the job at Starbucks. So I start incorporating that in and then almost immediately phase out because Starbucks, you also get tips. But completely. also so it
0: was like the detail you're <laughs> leaving out Starbucks. Also, sometimes your wake up time is three 30 in the morning to be there by four for opening to set up by five. So you can't, yeah. how are you working a 12
1: hour shift going to bed for two hours and oh, getting up at three oh, in the morning? Also, I'm still doing construction. Lisa, I'm still doing construction at this point and I'm living in Monrovia. So I'm living in Monrovia working at Starbucks in studio city. By the way, that's an hour drive. That's without um, traffic. That's an hour without traffic, without traffic. I'm also so I'm getting up at the crack of dawn to drive east so further pa- further past Monrovia to go work uh, uh, construction jobs with my aunt for like 2-3 hours I uh, change in the car on the freeway. Oh, the number of because times because I'm barely cause <gasps> I'm barely making it to Starbucks in time. And then there there were days, Kate, not a lot, but there was a handful of days <sighs> where I did construction in the morning and then worked a mid shift at Starbucks and then did my catering job at night and then
0: got up and did it all over again no you go crazy i no one has yet and at the end of the day you have a 100 bucks and and it's That's you can't you spent more money on gas and the this is why i'm sorry this podcast is not about this but like this is why the poverty circle is borderline impossible to get out Mm -hmm. of because even if you have the hustler spirit even if you are working 17 Mm -hmm. jobs at no point does the financial bottom line do anything other than keep you at the financial bottom line because you can never fucking get ahead because it costs so much money Mm -hmm. to get to this job to that job or if someone writes you a bad check or you have to pay for your uniform or you came in with debt which inevitably so many poor people do it's like yeah Yeah. this is a cycle it's not like oh it makes me fucking crazy and no one no Mm -hmm. guest yet has talked about and i've done it too the having the change of clothes for the various jobs in your car and Mm -hmm. driving physically with foot on the accelerator although you would do this anyway but foot on the (laughs) accelerator moving the car forward to try and not be late changing Mm -hmm. your fucking pants to not be late for job number two three four i was doing that two years ago i mean oh it that hustle
1: It's painful. It's painful. It's It's painful. If you're, you're operating on such a thin, strand oh and if one thing goes wrong your your tire blows it's over it's a it's a mental breakdown it's over it's not an inconvenience in your day it's ruined your fucking it's curtains
0: yes 100 percent. because you're never getting your tank filled and so Mm -hmm. you working those three jobs it's like i mean yeah you're making the hunt now you're making tips at starbucks but it's like to be able to claw your way out of even the pyramid scheme it wasn't very obvious for you to be able to quit right away Mm -hmm. like Anyway, sorry. So we're yeah. keep going oh, to and work. Then,
1: So I'm at Starbucks and okay. so we're it's at not enough money to, to make a dent. No, it's, it's fine. Not. I finally have health insurance. That's nice. But it's not I'm, it's not moving the needle for me. I'm finally able to quit the, the multi-level marketing job. I'm still doing construction sometimes. <sighs> I'm definitely catering. And then, uh, I, and I'll say her name because she's an angel, AJ Gardner, uh, oh, worked with her. me. At Starbucks. And she's like, Oh, I also work at Hard Rock. It's way more money. And I was like, I don't know if they'll hire me because I only have like buster experience and what. And she's like, I'm making sure you get this job. Physically picked oh. me up and drove me into Hard Rock. And she's like, You need to hire this girl.
0: And, and, and they be, fucking hired me. And to be fair, I didn't realize this at the time. And the only reason I got a job at hard rock is because the, the guy that I g- gave my resume to happened to physically walk it to the back and say, Hey, hire this person. Cause I didn't realize when I finally started working there, we were getting 20 resumes a day for that job. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it was a hugely busy, great location. It was the mm-hmm. only hard rock in Hollywood at the time. Mm-hmm. And if, if AJ hadn't done that, even if you had physically gone with 20 years of experience for waiting tables, that job was so competitive to get, you need someone to either do what AJ did or do what um, I cannot mm-hmm. remember his name what that guy did for me because that job was so and 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 I learned later that was not an anomaly for serving in LA because there was an, an overflow of people willing to work in hospitality because we were all in entertainment and so we yeah. needed a job that we could just keep at the job and didn't take home with us and could make quick cash do it right now and then go back to our second full-time job which was creativity or whatever sorry mm-hmm. go ahead so AJ walks you oh yeah
1: that's okay so she walks me and i get the job work there for a while
0: so we're at 16
1: oh god so then there's a couple that came into starbucks regularly and they said they were going on vacation oh this out of my ass i'm like do you need a house sitter because i'm still living on morovia and they live blocks away from starbucks and i'm like do you need a house sitter? And they're like, do you house sit? And I'm like, yeah, why? I've never house sat in my life. <laughs> um, never, not even like, for a day, what, but what, what could it entail? I could fucking power sand your ceiling while you're gone. If that's what you need. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure I can handle whatever's happening with your house while <laughs> I'm there. So I, uh, start house sitting for them. They recommend me to another couple who I also start house sitting. And by the way, these are all dog sitting situations.
0: Yeah. This counts days. as customer service yeah. for me. We're at 18. Keep going. So this other couple,
1: also, I will say this couple did this, and I uh, I say this because don't ever do this to someone. Yeah, this is so shitty. Uh, this is they so hired funny. me for $20 a day, which fine, whatever. I was fucking 19 or 20 by now. And desperate, uh, and
0: it wasn't Monrovia. Desperate,
1: and it was saving me a drive. Yeah. I didn't really give a shit. I thought they couldn't afford anymore because $20 a day, and they would go to, like, Indonesia for a month. Jesus. And so for me, I'm like, $600. that's a fortune, $600 yeah. for the month. Who could afford that? Like, yeah. that's so much money. Not realizing I was getting ripped off. And then when they recommended me to other people, they'd say, we pay her $20 a day. Don't do not don't do that. Let her set her own. rate. Yeah. Don't do that to people. If anything, say we pay her $100 a day, which I know is steep, but maybe you can talk her down. Like <laughs> do tr- them a solid someone. Yeah. Don't ever pass somebody's rate on, especially if you're f- fucking them. For anything. That's Get just a anything, rude thing to ever. do.
0: Okay. So we're at 18. So you house sit for that. Those two so couples house
1: sitting for them
0: still doing uh, hard rock and Starbucks simultaneously. Right. So now we have four simultaneous jobs going on. Yeah. Okay, great. Cause are you house sitting for two houses at the same time? No, I did a couple of times. I know was you like did. A
1: couple of days overlap, <laughs> but it wasn't did. It wasn't a ton. Um, <laughs> okay. It was only if like one of the parties was like, you don't have to stay the night here. Just let the dog out in the morning. This is how like, I don't understand you know? the chaos of your life.
0: Like you would go from one house sitting gig. You were like, yep, wrapped everything up in the morning. And you literally be going to another house mm-hmm. and, and walk in. Do- yeah. I don't know how you did this. Okay. So we're at 18. Insanity. So
1: then I... Now, during Hard Rock,
0: at any point, do you then drop Starbucks? Like when to start? Because the Hard Rock schedule yes. to maintain Starbucks is too I hard. I drop
1: Starbucks because I'm tired of getting up at four in the morning. It's to go the to worst. Work. And it's I'm like, worst. this is, and, and Hard Rock offered health insurance. So I'm like, well, I'll have health insurance from Hard Rock and it's more money. I'll get rid of Starbucks.
0: How long into the Hard Rock job before you were like, no? I'm- Maybe a year. Holy shit. So you were doing Starbucks and Hard Rock for a year? simultaneously, yeah. Girl,
1: come on.
0: Come on, yeah. man. Okay. It was bad. Okay.
1: So I'm doing that. Then I drop Starbucks, and then after a while, hard rock because it's it's seasonal. I'm like, I need to make more money. I can't afford to come in like on the off season and make only $30 when I'm used to making $200.
0: And let me clear up. So the location of this hard rock was in universal city, which is in the center of universal studios property. And when she says seasonal, the summer hours are, you know, if you're there in the summer, as soon as spring break hits, basically that hard rock, I mean, there were nights we had two and a half hour waits and people would wait. And I, I mean, it was an insane, it was gangbusters. And as quickly as you could turn the table, it was filled again. But the, the, the feast season was brief. It would go from March until about end of July, early August, because as soon as everybody was back in school, then Universal Studios calmed down a lot. And then the the business kind of did. And there was a period of time where they weren't doing um, Halloween Horror Nights and they were only doing Grinchmas. So you could maybe get a pop in December. But basically, if you were working in in, at Hard Rock and you were not enterprising Mm -hmm. and didn't know like Will or God love him to save your money meticulously during the feast time you couldn't survive on during in the off season and what restaurant employee might as well is
1: saving their? I mean, it's just not, especially employee the employee can, can, can afford can to afford. Yes. That's another thing. Like it's so fucked that you also have to figure in you, you don't get a break for your own vacation. You no. get a break for somebody else's and not even a break. You just stop making money. Yeah. So you you like, get hurt. <laughs> I have to save up to be paid less later. Oh, it's the it's not, not save up for
0: something joyous that I get to do that. I'm so excited about. Okay. Never.
1: So we're at 18. Um,
0: so what's after, or so, so how long? Once Hardware. I
1: realize like, I I this is untenable to just make money four months out of the year, like good money, four months out of the year. Uh, I apply for a job in Beverly Hills. So I'm working at a restaurant in Beverly Hills. So I I'm open. Oh, I'm living in the, for anyone in LA living in studio city by this time, Driving over the hill to Beverly Hills to work in the morning, oh, God. then racing over to Universal City to work at Hard Rock. <sighs> and I'm doing this. I'm working seven days a week again, because it's like the Beverly Hills job is like three, four days a week. Hard Rock is another three, four days a week. They overlap. Oh, I forgot. No, no, no. Before Beverly Hills, I worked at Morton Steakhouse. I
0: forgot about because that Because Some of
1: the people at Hard Rock also worked at Morton's. And so they got me a job there. And I quit because this this is a low point in my life. I quit because <laughs> my boyfriend at the time, uh, who I pretty much lived with because I stayed at his house every night, we both worked at Hard Rock together. We both worked at Morton's together. Oh, his God. best friend and his best friend's girlfriend also worked both jobs with us, and they lived in his apartment building. So the four of us, every morning, we would open up Morton's, and then every night, we would work at Hard Rock, and <sighs> it was the most nauseating, boring, rote fucking year of my life. And like I don't blame that like that's it was very comfortable for them and they enjoyed it. I could I I would rather be dead than do you, that again.
0: Well, you also was, had other pursuits. This wasn't, I mean, if that yeah. were the only thing you had going on, not that that's a bad thing. Some people are career yeah. lifetime customer service people, lifetime restaurant tours, do your thing.
1: But you yeah. you wanted more. Yeah, exactly. And so I quit Mortons because they offered me at the time my boyfriend was the full-time day bartender. And the clientele is mostly men there. And so my boss behind my boyfriend's back was like, Hey, I'll give all of your boyfriend's shifts to you. Ooh. If you want to take the daytime bartending spot, because you're a woman and these there's we've older men coming in. They want to see a woman behind the bar. They don't want to talk to your boyfriend. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm you're like, I don't
0: want to talk to my boyfriend. Great.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I, kind of regret it. Cause I'm like, well, that would have been, it would have been so much money. Um, and Morton's is a great company to work for. Yeah. Why didn't you, um, why didn't you say yes?
0: I mean, well, I guess it would have been I shitty. Also,
1: by then I, I knew I was going to break up with him uh, and he had just quit hard rock. So I was like, can't I can't do that Morton's to him because yeah. it would be really fucked up if I, I I'm too principled for my own good. Cause I thought it would be straight up evil for me to then steal all his bartending. Hard rock, yeah. Take his shifts and then break up with him.
0: So he's now unemployed and broken yeah. hearted. Yeah. You he would be a piece yeah. of shit. So That's fair. no,
1: I, I, I couldn't do that. So, uh, I quit Morton's. Okay. So Uh, I'm fine for a minute. Then I'm like, I I need more money again because I'll never get out of debt with just one. Oh, I forgot one. 21. In the middle of this, this guy, Chuck, who we had worked at Hard Rock with, who I don't think you really remember. Uh -uh. Chuck and I were close and he had quit Hard Rock and was, I'm living in Burbank at this time. He quit Hard Rock and was managing... She agrees. Know, she makes such ridiculous noises.
0: <laughs> She's like, "You've been recording for 3 hours, Mom. What's going on?" I know. Hold
1: on. Let me give her a carrot. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh-